You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. Let's talk about attracting the affluent. This is really an interesting topic that I I really like to talk about, Ashton, because there's so many people out there that have money. There's so many people that are affluent who can write you a big check. Now, the problem is you're not attracting those people in the wrong prospects who suck the life out of you, (laughs) you know, make you want to quit. And so this is a, a massive mistake that I see people making. And when you get this right and you, you align this, again, going back to what we were talking about before with understanding your market, you have to do deep work on this. And I think people underestimate what it takes. People underestimate like the work that I do to study my market, to be involved with my market, to communicate with my market, to know what they want. Like I have to know them better than they know themselves. Yep across the board. Like I have to understand their dreams. I have to understand their desires more than ever, more than what they know, more than what anybody in their family knows, right? If I was like their priest and they're a confessional, like that's how you have to picture yourself. (laughs) And so, so many of you, you know, you want someone who drives a Rolls Royce. You want the affluent person, but you're talking about like Honda Accord problems. You're talking about like pricing issues and stuff like that, right? So you're going to attract what you talk about. You're going to attract whatever mirror you're holding up, whatever you're projecting, that's what you are going to attract. And so if you're, you find yourself out of place, like, man, all I do is like the only people that I'm talking to, the only prospects that I have are people who don't have any money or they are just terrible or they're just starting out or whatever it might be. And so you have to adjust the level of what you're talking about. No, that's so true. I mean, it's pretty much the next step is always, you know, it's like clockwork. After someone understands how to get leads, how to get attention, the next step is how do I get the right attention? And it's super important to understand this aspect if you want to get those clients that have the money and the desire and the needs that you're trying to offer. Yeah, absolutely. And a great example of this is, um, you know, some of these old school ads, I I look at this stuff, I, I, I read old ads every single day. Um, yep. Obviously, Ogilvy, you guys have heard that about the ad that he wrote probably, hopefully. If you haven't, you need to go read it and read everything that Ogilvy has ever done. You know, but he's famous for creating this Rolls Royce ad where yep. the headline is at 60 miles an hour, the loudest noise in this new Rolls Royce comes from the electric clock, right? So, Let's distinguish the, the communication here, right? Let's distinguish what's happening in these two ads. One ad is talking about price, yep. right? And those people want to attract the person who's going to buy the whatever. That wasn't a core, but that was a Honda, <laughs> the Civic, <laughs> Civic right back in the day versus, you know, the, the elegant higher class, messaging and problems that Ogilvy's talking about in this extremely effective and classic Rolls Royce ad. Yep. And so you need to ask yourself, 
Are you attracting the right market? What are the problems that you're talking about? So, you know, for one modern day example, you know, if you talk about, you know, if you want someone who is a seven figure business owner, maybe you want someone who does hundred grand a month, right? You're not going to talk about, let's say maybe you, you build systems out, right? A person who is a seven figure business owner, they're not at a place where they're hiring their first person, probably like they've already hired people. And so your, your message, you wouldn't be, you know, how to hire your first employee, right? The problems you're going to face hiring your first employee. No, at this point, they're probably on their third, fourth, fifth, sixth employee, and they don't know how to hire the right person for the problems in the level they're at in their business. So if you haven't done the work and understanding who your market is, right, you haven't gone back and done the stuff that we were talking about before and really diving in deep, then you're not going to be able to, you know, talk at a sophisticated level to where your market's at. And if you want to stack the deck in your favor, that's aligning your message, right, to the market that you want, that is stacking the deck. That's part of this process. It's part of the principles and philosophies that work and that will work for the long haul. Anything to add to this? No, I think that's, I mean, what you said is just true. I mean, the old saying is you, you have because you are. And so if you're, if you have the bad clients, if you have the low quality lead flow, it's because your ad is projecting that your ad is attracting, attracting that. And so it's all about understanding the sophistication of your market, where they're at. And then more importantly, what are, what problems are they facing? And then you have to go after that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, part of this is getting into groups of where your market is. Again, you have to define your market. You have to align it with the offer that you want to sell, right? Get into groups. If you don't know, read the books that they're reading. You have to identify who they are and connect with them. Yep. So if you don't know, you have to research, you have to actually dive in and it'll drastically pay off when you're able to construct advertising. You're able to communicate. You're able to create attention, getting copy and images, right? That'll attract for the level of the affluent and where they are. Yep. Right. But if you want to attract someone who is a seven figure business owner, you can't talk about just starting out or how to go from zero to uh, 10 grand a month or how to build an email list or how to sell your first client. Right. Yep. yep. You got to talk at languaging of, of scaling and, how to add an additional 100 grand a month in revenue, how to grow your email list from 30,000 to 60,000, how to increase your open rates on your 100,000 person list from 15% to 25%. Yep. Right, See, those that right are the there. levels that the affluent market are at, and that's how you talk to them. That's how you yep. get them to respond. Yeah, I mean, what you just mentioned like, is an immediate sophistication level difference. Like, Someone who's asking how to grow an email list is in a far different level than someone who's asking, how do I increase deliverability rates? Like those are just different questions yes. that people at different levels will ask. Absolutely. So let's talk about another problem. And this is, you know, I think having, I'm going to talk just real quick on having success. So to win with the issue of rising costs, right? It's a, it's a major issue right now. People are struggling. People are getting pushed out of the game to win. Again, you have to what? You have to draw a line in the sand. You have to implement the, the magic wand. You have to control the mob. 
You have to have the right message and you have to speak to the affluent market, the people who actually have money to give you, right? Another big, big, big thing. And this is, you know, again, what I've, what I talked about in this report that I believe is going to be massive next year. I've been talking about this for a long time. If you haven't read this report, you got to read it is to have success in 2019. You have to lower the barrier to entry. Okay. And this is a multiple different levels. Okay. Part of that again is the invisible marketing list. And so what I mean by that is being on platform, right? I am delivering content. Ashton is delivering content to you on platform. We didn't ask you to go opt in. We're not taking you off of Facebook. And again, I think it's different, you know, based on the business that you're in, the industry, there's a lot of different variables that go into this, but the principle of it is I'm lowering the barrier to entry to get my message to you today. And so what's going to happen is it's going to drastically reduce my costs. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't build an email list. I'm not saying that you shouldn't uh, run a, a direct purchase. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm saying you have to look at your current structure, your funnel, your marketing, whatever it is that you're doing, and ask yourself, based on your costs, because again, you know, some costs just naturally for some industries are just lower because they're bigger. There's not as much competition right now. They're not sophisticated. But if you're, especially if you're B2B, this is going to be important for you. If you lower the barrier to entry and you look at, you know, basically top of funnel, middle of funnel, and then bottom of funnel, it's going to be really important. So for example, how I would do this is instead of running a webinar, I might run uh, some kind of report or I might run, you know, direct from platform to email opt-in. I might run like a kind of a download or a tool or a hack or something, you know, especially if I want to speed to market and I want low cost almost every single time this works, right? Ashton, we just launched something a couple of weeks ago out of the gate. Yep. It worked. Yeah. I think, I mean, as, as you said, like the barrier to entry has to be lower. And, and for those of you who might be freaking out right now and like, Oh, what's going to happen. This is a good thing because what this means is that co- co- as costs rise, the, the amateur just throw up an ad, try to get straight to sale. The ones who are clogging up your newsfeed and not allowing you to deliver to your targeted audience they're going to start dying off. So it's a good thing that this is happening, but you do have to be aware of it so that you can adjust. Yes, 100%. So this is the flow. Like you guys have seen this before, but even more than ever before, this is really important. You know, a few years ago, it was a lot easier for us to run like direct to webinar or whatever it might be. Uh, before it's not, or right now it's not like it was two years ago because there's competition in the market, you know, rising costs. Like, just across the board, it's made it more difficult. So we have to adjust what we're doing. You know, yep. We might have to put a different uh, lead mechanism to market, right? We might have to be direct platform, right? So we lower the barrier to entry to get our market to respond. The other process is value, authority, and demonstration, right? That's what I'm doing right now. Right now, like this is going to run to the cold market. We're demonstrating exactly this process right now for you guys. Like you were seeing firsthand, right? We're demonstrating right now because this is low barrier. How easy was it for you to consume this information, this content? Yep. 
right? What are we doing? We're giving you value. We're demonstrating authority, right? And then the next thing is whatever that call to action, whatever the directive of attention is that you want for your market. That's what you have at the bottom. So whether it's, you know, charging $10,000 for your offer, whether you're selling a course, whatever it might be, this is a process that I think is going to work extremely well, right? So a lot of people have these issues right now. They're like, man, I don't know how to build a webinar. I don't know how to run a webinar. Well, I'm saying don't. You don't have to do that. You can keep everything on Facebook platform and still be successful. Any questions about this? And so I talk about this you know, process, obviously, in that report a little bit more. But if you take the principles that we're breaking down and essentially mesh it with this really simple process strategy, you will win in 2019. All right. Hit that up if you guys don't have that report. Travelingfunnels.com slash cracking dash the dash code. All right. Anything to add to that, Ashton? No, man. I think this is pretty good. Like, as far as understanding what's coming, is lowering that barrier to entry, truly understanding and being able to teleport your market inside of an ad, and then protecting yourself by hedging warm audiences. It's 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 the full package that anyone would need. Look, going into 2019, and that report talking about how to transition and hedge the warm audiences from three, one stage one to stage two to stage three is crazy, crazy valuable. Absolutely. All right, Ashton, hit us with some questions, my friend. Boom. Let's get some questions. So someone asked, my ads tend to do very well in the beginning, then seem to die after a few days. What is happening? I'll let you answer that. Yeah, man, it could be uh, several reasons. One, it could be, like uh, I was saying earlier, you haven't proved to Facebook that that ad is relevant, it is invaluable. Um, For example, it could be uh, many people are seeing your ad and swiping through it really quick. So if your copy is not something that forces someone to read the next line, as uh, Eugene Schwartz would say again, that your headline is to get someone to read your first line of your ad. Your first line of your ad is to get someone to read the second line of your ad and so on and so forth. So if you're not doing that and someone's swiping through it really quick, Facebook thinks it's not valuable. If someone is going to your landing page and they're not there long enough or they come back really quickly or it seems like they haven't opted in, Facebook will think that it's not valuable enough. Um, it could also be budgeting settings. There's a, there's a whole number of things that it could be, but I would encourage you to look at your click-through rate. And then make sure your budget is allowing enough conversions for Facebook to actually run. You know, if you're running like a $5 budget and your average cost per lead is $10, well, you're, it's going to die after uh, a certain amount of time because Facebook doesn't know what to do next. But yeah, that's pretty, that's typically what I see most of the time. It's either budget or low click-through rate, meaning low relevancy score. I love that, man. Great answer. Next, how do I respond to haters on my ads? Ooh, Chris, you'd be, uh, you'd be a legend at that one. <laughs> we should have Taylor jump on and talk about that. That would be That's sick. his area of expertise. You know, me personally, I think uh, I prefer not to, honestly. I think that it's just, unless it's like a genuine, like you have to decide like if it's a genuine hater, like they don't, they don't care for truth, right? They just, they yeah. have nothing to do 
they're a loser. And so they just like to go comment on people's ads and just, you know, they're haterade drinkers. That's all they yep. drink. So if it's those people, I just freaking hide them and ban them. Yeah. But if it's someone who's like, they have a genuine, like they don't know you, they're just meeting you. They're just coming across your brand. Then yeah, I'll, I'll respond to them, connect with them. I think that's the right thing to do. Yep. The thing you have to be careful though, especially when you start running volume, man, is you have to be really, really careful not to like your time to be just sucked. Yes. Yep. That is true. That's true. Uh, Patricia asks, is there an optimal length of ad copy? There seems to be people on both sides of short copy, click to a landing page versus very long copy. Again, that's like, it's, that's more tactical. And so it's going to be, I guess, specific to your market. There's a lot of other factors. So I wouldn't say we, we have some that are short that work really well and some that are long that work really well. Yeah, I think you just yep. have to try both. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, one, one last thing before you jump on there that you have to understand is the marketing again, you know, if it's, if you're looking through the scope of attention, right. And you understand your market and you know that, man, they will just flip through that thing as quick as you know what, then you have to put your best foot forward in keeping their attention. So if you have a long ass ad, but it's not engaging, it's boring, then I would definitely err on a short ad. Yep. That's going to be snappy, poppy bullets and, and really keep you focused in, you know, directing their attention to the right thing. Yep. Yeah, 100%. yeah. I think uh, you pretty much got it. I think the big, biggest thing to understand on judging the length of your ad copy is that a lot of people try to make the ad, they try to make the ad do the selling, which is not the goal of the ad. The only goal of your ad is to get people to go to the landing page. So I would say, like Chris said, if you are good at copy and you can get someone's attention, feel free to do a long one. That will boost your click-through rates. However, understand that Facebook also tracks people's time on the landing page. They'll see how long someone has left the platform and then come back and they'll judge that as a click-through rate. So if your ad, you get someone snappy to get to your landing page and then their landing page, they're spending a good amount of time there. That'll also boost your click-through rate. So yeah, I think there's no real like, this is the best way to do it. It's just whatever's going to get the job done and get people to your landing page. Yep. See, Roy says, how strict uh, are you with campaign objectives? Do you trust Facebook? (laughs) Facebook is getting smarter and smarter. You know, one thing you have to do is you definitely have to season your pixel if you're running for conversions, but you're going to know it, let's say if you are running, no, well, really, no matter what you're running, if you if you don't get a response within the first thousand, couple thousand impressions, your ad probably sucks, mm-hmm. right? So, Facebook, what is their job? Their to job is valuable content. Yeah, their job. Well, their job at the end of the day is to make their investors happy. Yep. Yep. Like, I don't know if you guys have known know this, but I actually used to advise companies on wall street about Facebook and they just want to know about earnings. They want to know like, are they freaking getting the clicks? Are they making revenue from advertising or not? And so they are more than happy to spend your money. Mm -hmm. So if it comes down to that, I'm going to trust my gut, but you have to have some toleration level. And it's, it's kind of the same with investing. Like you have to know what you want to spend and have a cutoff. 
right? You have to know like what's a good result and what's not. Because if you do it based on emotion, then you're going to be screwed. Like you are, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. So, you know, we have certain what we call stop losses that I'd highly recommend that you put in place. Yep. Yeah. You can get those automated rules and understand them and, and get them organized well. Um, those are going to be lifesavers, especially when you start to spend, a, you know, as much money as we do, a pretty good amount of money on, on, a, on a platform. If you can get some rules to automate something for you so you're not constantly looking at it, then it's going to be great for you. As far as like, you know, do we trust Facebook? There's always going to be like gray area on is, you know, is does Facebook do everything right? But at the end of the day, like Chris said, they're in it to make money and, you know, they need to impress their investors. And the best way they do that is by making sure their users are happy. Are their users on the platform? So they're going to make it their best effort to try to get, you know, people valuable content. And that's why there's so many policies and rules and, and, you know, them delivering your ad and not delivering your ad is because they're trying to get the best content in front of their users so that they can, you know, ultimately get more users on the platform to stay on the platform and get their investors happy. Yeah. You know, and a lot of that is they are moving that direction just because they've been forced to honestly. So when you've got like Congress coming down on you and all the issues that they've had, it's really good to have that in your press release. You know, when you're talking about that stuff. Yeah. All right, friends, family, colleagues, it's been great. Thanks for hanging out with us today. And uh, go grab that report. I know it'll give you guys a lot of value. Any last words, Ashton? Hey, just let's just hit 2019 good, y'all. <laughs> right, I'm pumped go. for it. Peace. See ya.